lights out and away we Bing bang. to the newest episode of Paddock Talk, that Formula One podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. And uh, a little uh, recap, a very, we'll call it semi-interesting rain Grand Prix. Mm. Um, well, how'd you like it? How'd you like the race? Uh, I honestly, Scott, I don't think we could have got a better season opener. It had a little bit of everything, in my opinion. Yeah, like, besides, you know, but uh, besides the, the the main the main thing of the Red Bulls kind of running away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from that, aside, yeah, it was it was actually entertaining. I, we can't lie, but uh, let's uh, get into just qualifying. In uh, a uh, F and uh, oh my, in Q one, we had five drivers not make it. Um, let me pull this up real fast. Logan Sargent, who actually who qualified 16th, set the exact same time as Lando Norris to the thousandth. Since Lando Norris uh, set his time first, he uh, was awarded the position. So Logan Sargent in the Williams almost made cute in his first ever uh, attempt, which was pretty amazing. Boss of Kevin Magnussen. 17th, Oscar Piastri is 18th, Nick DeVries was 19th, and Pierre Gasly, who had his time deleted going off uh, turn four, started last. Um, notice anything uh, different or anything you'd like to add to this? Um, Yeah, I liked uh, Hulkenberg getting into the top 10, at least starting up there. I thought it was a little surprising from the Haas. And then, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah no, uh, sorry, go ahead. One lap in that, in that car. Like, I'm surprised Kevin Magnuson did not get into at least Q2 or mm-hmm. possibly Q1 with the pace of that car. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, talking uh, about, we'll probably talk about Alpine a little bit later, but Gasly getting his time deleted was a little disappointing considering how his race went because I thought he could have finished a lot higher than he did. But we'll get into that. We, oh, yeah, we, we sure will. Um, but going into Q2, uh, Alex Alba qualified 15th, uh, Sonoda 14th, Guan Yu, or Joe Guan Yu was 13th, Botas 12th, and Lando Norris 11th. Um, and we'll go, well, we might as well get into the top 10 here. Nico Hulkenberg, who started 10th in the Grand Prix, but he actually was, I think, seventh quickest, but that pesky uh, time deletion got him at the last second. Uh, Esteban Ocon, ninth. Lance Stroll coming off wrist surgery. Qualified the Aston Martin, eighth. Lewis Hamilton, seventh. George Russell, sixth. Fernando Alonso, fifth. Carlos Sainz, fourth. Charles Leclerc, third. And the two Red Bulls, Checo Perez and Max Verstappen, two and one. Uh, kind of saw that one coming. With the Red Bulls being so dominant, I'm not gonna lie. I thought uh, Alonso could have punched to fourth or fifth or third, but as we talk into the race recap, I'll even doubt. Uh, so overall qualifying, did you about what you were imagining? Yeah, it was. Um, didn't see Ocon being that high. I didn't. I thought Gasly would outperform him in qualifying. And then, uh, yeah, no surprises from Red Bull. 
Like, I can't bet against them this year, finishing one and two. So, uh, yeah, no surprises from the top end. Uh, the, the thing that kind of amazed me with uh, qualifying, and then we'll get straight back, into, we'll get into the race recap. Uh, Red Bull seemed like in Q1, like all the cars seemed pretty even. And then when you notice the get to Q2, it seems like they they actually turn the mode. I know they can't. Uh, but they just they just found more power somehow, and then in the Q3 they found even more power. I mean, because they just kept finding more and more and more mm-hmm. speed. And man, this this could be uh, the start of something that we see twenty two more as a as a uh, But no, I'm the both Ferraris on the second row. I've seen them kind of fifth and back. But let's get into the race recap. Mm-hmm. I'll let you lead it off. Uh, do you want to start with Red Bull? How their race went? We can. So I mean, we might as well get that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Max Verstappen dominated. Checo Perez was slightly less dominant, but I mean, Max Verstappen just was gone after lap one. Oh, <laughs> after I turn. I don't think it was even turn one. Like. I remember when I was watching, as soon as the lights went out, he got such a good start. He was immediately like two to three car lengths ahead of Checo in in second. Like just immediately from lights out, he was that far ahead. I mean, I honestly thought something was going to happen going into turn one. Uh, I thought we were going to see a a big yeet moment where somebody was just going to overcook the brakes going into turn one. Like Pierre Gasly, who started dead last, uh, just trying to make up positions as you can but like that was actually in turn one uh, i was quite in but uh, i guess the big moment was turn four uh when uh both aston martins decided they uh wanted to get a tad racy <laughs> yeah that was the first contact that fernando took that race i know he took one later but it uh <laughs> shows how strong the that aston martin is and then oh and then the little shenanigans on the radio right after the right after the crash, how the mechanics were trying to like avoid telling Fernando that it was Lance who uh, hit him. We were hit. We must be investigated. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we got you, buddy. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. We're right on. That. Um. But yeah, that I I just I can't remember the last time I saw a car dive bomb a turn like that. And then not break the front wing, mm-hmm. and the car that got hit not not take it, not, not get at least a puncture. But I, I just I'm just shocked and amazed. But while that, I was like, ah, well, Orlando's decent qualifying. He's back, and he's yeah, he, he's just not going to be competitive. He's going to be mad and mad and kind of sit back. But uh, he sure proved us wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the big highlights of the race. Pierre Gasly started last, finished ninth in the points. Uh, his teammate had some issues. Uh, Esteban Ocon, how many penalties was it again? Yeah, I've got it here. He had three penalties. So the first was a five-second penalty for incorrect grid position. So apparently his front mm-hmm. wheels were ahead of the little markers on the track. So he got a five seconds yeah. for that. Second penalty was a 10-second penalty for not serving the five-second penalty correctly. 
because his mechanics started working on his front wing 0.4 seconds like, before they were supposed to. Which is insane to me. Understandable, yeah, though. Uh, the, the lineup, I don't know what they were looking at. Uh, missing his uh, spot because, like, I mean, if he missed it, it didn't that off. Like, it, yeah. It, it, it didn't really look that bad. Granted, he was cheating the car a bit, pointing it towards the center, so that kind of looked off, but I mean, like, I think that was a ticky-tack penalty, especially week one. Like, you just can't be like, hey, um, next time don't do that. But Yeah, and we'll, then uh, we'll get... his third penalty was for uh, pit lane speeding, where he was only over by 0.1 kilometers per hour. <laughs> He hit the pit. He hit the pit limiter like, uh, like just a tad before the pit uh, pit exit, yeah. and just barely went over. Like, yeah. So I was gonna ask, like, is this the FIA just getting on those penalties early, to show the other drivers that like we're not gonna stand for any shit this year? Uh, you got me, man. Like, like, just make an example of Esteban Ocon first race. Yeah, you know what? This is like dick kick him as much as we can to shit just to say hey no max if you do that okay we we for max for staff we may just say hey, no next week don't do that mm-hmm. but yeah like some of these guys in the midfield like i guess they're on uh they're on notice right now like, yeah just take penalties like this because mm-hmm. i remember last year like i don't know if you noticed last season i saw a lot of uh pit lane penalties just like unsafe exits and stuff like that so I think they're just going to be calling everything this year. Oh boy, uh, it just always makes for fun times when uh, when everything's called and they don't let them race. Yeah. Um. Man, I was so stoked with these hosses. I thought they were going to be uh, competitive, seeing their qualifying speeds and even testing in practice. It's like hey, you know what they they may they may punch for points, but man. The race kicked in, and yeah, they they fell like a sack of potatoes. Mm-hmm. It, um, looks like it looks like from the years prior, it looks from three years ago when great qualifying's pace, and when the race comes, the tire degradation uh, and the pace of the car just drops massively. Yeah, I agree. The Haas did not look that good to me. No, it. it yeah, uh, Kevin Magnuson, thirteenth. Nico Hulkenberg, who was in Q three, yeah. just fell all the way to fifteenth. It's so depressing as a as somebody who wants Haas to succeed. I mean, I'm pretty sure Gene after the the race, or I'm pretty sure uh, Gunther at the end of the race, like, oh fuck, I got to call Gene. <laughs> I need to call Gene. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, talking about like these mid-pack cars, the Alpha Taris weren't as bad as I thought they were gonna be. Like before, we I was hearing things about like them finishing twenty nineteen and like all, every race. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, um, what did what did DeVries finish? Sonoda finished eleventh, I think. Right. And Nick DeVries, which I mean, they yeah. had clean races. I mean, yeah. Both both cars finished with their uh, noses clean. Uh, 
a team that uh, who is having issues in testing and in practice and in qualifying uh, decided, you know what, we're just going to keep having issues. Uh, McLaren. Oh my God. What? Mm. First Piastri is the first car out of the race, which it happens. Uh, but Lando Norris, six pit stops the whole race. <laughs> yeah. Um, McLaren. I don't even know where to start. It seemed like it started way before Bahrain. Just negative negativity as soon as they took the cover off that car. And then before the lights even go out, they're already talking about looking forward to Baku, which is the fourth race. First race hasn't even finished yet. And you're already looking towards the fourth? Um, that's a good sign, especially the whole driver drama this year. With getting rid of Danny Rick, with paying him off because you want Oscar Piastri. And and then you you think you're going to have this you steal him away from Alpine, who is actually starting to show signs of improvement. Like, oh, no, we're going to be so much better. Yeah, yeah, you're not starting off on the right foot right now. Um, not at all. And, I mean, I, I Lando, Lando probably should have retired as well. Like, the six pit stops, I think, were due to a pressure issue because they had to fill up a pressure thing in the back of his car every pit stop. So two technical issues in the first race. Not looking good. Yeah, that's that's not good. Um, I I was watching the race and I know they kept saying, "Oh, Lando's in the pits again." I'm like, okay, he's retiring. And I think I even heard Brundle say, "Oh yeah, I think they're going to retire the car." Nope, he's back out on the track. Uh, like the season, just retire it. You're yep. going to have these is save as much as a car can. Like just just go ahead and save it. Yeah, yeah. You you can't like I the commentary team kept referring it to a or to the race as a practice session for them. Like nothing positive coming out of McLaren right now. Oh man, poor poor Oscar. He he had a he had a dip from Alpine to go to this great team, and oh man, I, I'm sure Danny Rick's like all excited. Ha ha ha! I'm back in Red Bull. Screw you guys. Ha ha. Uh, I can't do this laugh. Um, <laughs> well, let's keep the disappointment going. I think I just got I got one more topic I want to talk about for disappointment. Okay. Um, man, those scarlet red Ferraris. Mm. Uh, how bad um, race pace wise? Um, Charles Leclerc running was he second when the when the car shit the bed on him? No, he pretty much had third locked up. Okay, it was there. I, I was just trying to remember, but yeah. lose the position. And he, Alain might have caught him. It might have been close, but like to lose an almost guaranteed podium position, and, and then due to a power unit issue, which great, now you're starting off on the wrong foot. You're now you're going to set up grid penalties further down the road with Ferrari. Um, and their tire degradation issues. Uh, even into longer stints, they had no race pace whatsoever. Like, worse than the Haas's. Like, Carlos, it just seemed like he was a second slower than everybody else on the track. Yeah, it did. But yeah, 
that's enough of the uh, depressing issues of of the race weekend. Let's talk about Fernando Alonso. Oh my God, L plan was in effect. What? What do you think? Race. What do you? Think? Oh my God, his performance was the chef's kiss. Yeah. Just from the very beginning, like the early crash was stole, uh, stroll. I know we talked about it, but didn't let him didn't didn't let it shake him. Uh, if you heard his radio throughout the race, like he was calling some strategy, like it just seemed everything Aston Martin was clicking, and it showed in the results. He finished third. Oh yeah, um, just when Fernando Alonso is on a team, and he is confident in the team's competence. Oh man, like it's it's all systems go. Like he is a different driver. He's really racy. Like I mean, those passes, like that fight with him and Lewis to get to fourth, amazing. And then, and then him and Carlos going at it for just just perfect, and just him on the radio. Yes, let's go. Yes, bye bye. And then, I mean, he was just the Aston Martin's the best of the rest. Like. I'm sorry, Ferrari, and I'm sorry, Mercedes, which we hadn't really talked about Mercedes because they weren't they weren't competitive. And even Toto said, you know, this is competitive. We're going to have to switch. We're going to have to go to strategy if we want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, the L plan is in effect. And talking about Alonso, we have to talk about his teammate. Like Lance Stroll coming back two weeks after break. Whatever it was, one yeah. broken wrist, two broken wrists, a broken toe. Yeah, I got it here. Could get car by himself on long stints, and a, a, what sixth place? Like golf clap. I mean, just uh, I guess you got to talk about it. You're the Canadian. You you have to pump his tires up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so yeah. I mentioned on the last podcast that it was a, I think a broken wrist and then a scratched up wrist. And then it came out after the race. He ended up posting on Instagram, just showing some of his rehab and stuff. That yeah, he had surgery like a week before the race. And then uh, what was it? It was to fix a fracture and a displacement in his right wrist, a fracture in his left wrist, and a partial fracture in his left big toe. So this guy was just broken everywhere, and to rehab that quick and come back and compete in an f1 race it's just he's gained a lot of respect in my opinion just being this like somewhat daddy's boy in f1 okay he's still a daddy's boy he's still he's still a paid driver but yeah i mean i i can't i can't knock the guy like that was a but besides the the almost catastrophe in turn four i mean he drove a hell of a strong race and maybe it's that Canadian tough grit in him that that pushed him through it. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I had him, I had him bowing out. Like I didn't think he'd be able to compete through the whole race, and he proved me wrong. Like I, biggest doubter here, and I mean, like I, I can't, I can't knock the guy. He did a damn good job. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I I was agreeing with you when you said that. I didn't think he was gonna finish either. And, and even Alonso at the end was like, "Oh my god!" Like. What a performance! Like, yeah, you just finished peace in your first race for him with a new team, and you're complimenting the second driver on the team. Granted, maybe Lawrence kind of put a put a couple C notes in his uh 
<laughs> in his race suit and be like, talk about my son, please. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, any other notes think about the race? Um, Did we talk about Williams a little bit? I just... Yeah, how did we... How do we forget about Williams? Yeah, it's I had them written down just because one thing I was looking forward to this season, I just don't want Williams to be irrelevant. You know what I mean? With like with Goat Tifi finishing 20th all the time, like they can't just be finishing 20 and 19 every goddamn race. Like oh, I, like Sergeant, I, yeah, Albon finishing 10 and Sergeant 12. Like I think that's a great start to the season for Williams. And I even said on the last podcast they were probably I mean, going into testing and practice, they were team by a large to me what it looked like, but the kind of proved what the hell do I know? I'm just yeah. some freaking, I'm just some plug on a podcast. What do I know? But I mean, no, Scott, you know, we're the I'll professionals. Long... We're the professionals. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. We have the podcast. The plugs, the plugs can't even get on the podcast. <laughs> um. But Albon getting points, getting points for Williams, and Logan Sargent finishing twelfth in his first ever F one race. I mean, it was it was amazing. Uh, I mean, it shows that McLaren's probably gonna be the worst team is is the new Williams. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just think it's kind of funny too when uh, Albon was asked about the car in testing, and he the first words to his uh, mind were, "Oh, we're last," and then to come yeah. out and get points in the first race. Great showing. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it could also be to uh, a little bit of humble pie, like hey, you know, we're, we're not going to show our cards. You know, we got a little something for this field. Um, yeah, like Williams. I mean, this is only again race number one. Still, mm-hmm. uh, no. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe I forgot about them. But yeah. Points for Williams, like I said, Logan Sargent, first ever F1 race, 12th. Got to tire pump the American on that. Yeah. Uh, anything else for the that you uh, noticed during the race? Nothing really special for Mercedes. I thought they just didn't jump out there, except being passed by Fernando. But uh, they were they were just no. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just there. And I don't know, for a team like Mercedes, it just isn't good enough. And they know it. They talk about it. Oh, yeah. they Toto has talked about how bad the car is, and everybody else has talked about how bad the car is. Um, Valtteri Bottas, how we how do we forget about him? Uh, finished eighth in the Alfa Romero. Uh, man, that guy's just having fun. Like He's kind of like when Kimi went to Sauber and then Alfa. Like, he's just having fun. And, mm-hmm. and I love to see a guy who goes from a top-tier team going to a bottom tier is still being relatively competitive and scoring points. I, I love it. Like, I, I just wish we see more of Botas in the points, but you know that car is going to be an absolute dumpster fire in two to three races. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's nice for that team to kind of com- somewhat compete or be in the com- the competition for points early on. I know him and Joe were both in and out of it during the race. Yeah, and then Joe completely just fell, fell off, off the wagon. If it if it wasn't if it wasn't for Norris pitting six times, mm-hmm. uh, Guan Yu would have been last of the finishing cars. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's all I have really for race recap. So this was Max Verstappen's first ever win at Bahrain on the ninth attempt. Also adding to that, um, the winner of the opening Grand Prix has finished second every year since 19 in the construct in the drivers championship since 2017 it is the opening day curse opening weekend curse does max verstappen break that curse yeah he does he does unless um, unless they start filling that red bull with red bull i don't see that car falling off <laughs> Or Toto Wolf gets a Christian Horner mask and starts dressing up as him and starts sabotaging Red Bull from the inside. Yeah. If Red Bull hires like, any of Ferrari's strategists, that's how they fall <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Hands down, 157% that there's no way. Like, th there is no absolute way that Max Verstappen loses this title. Unless, like, for some odd reason, Checo Perez decides he wants to be consistent in a car and actually be competitive, mm -hmm. uh, which I can't see that happening. I can't. Uh, Checo is going to be the humble number two driver. He's going to be a good boy. Yeah. Uh, Fernando Alonso, I know we've pumped his tires a lot this podcast, but he is now the second oldest Formula One podium finisher at 41 years 219 days old the oldest was michael schumacher at 43 years old at valencia in 2012 like the way the way alonzo's going i can see him breaking that because he's got a two-year contract with aston martin and if he's still full of piss and vinegar like he's showing he's still got another year or two after his contract yeah, I think I think this is a scenario of like best or perfect driver, perfect team at the perfect time. Because the Aston and, Martin's on their rise. Fernando, he's been hungry for a while. You could hear how excited he was even before Bahrain and during the race. Like he's excited to be in a car that can that can compete for podiums every single weekend. Yep, and even after the race too, he said they were the best. Sec Aston Martin's the second best team. In F1 right now, behind Red Bull, which it clearly showed. Yeah. If if Lance wouldn't have been at like 75 or 80 percent, like it could have been three four three five finishing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of all I got right now, Kyle. Uh, do you have anything else to add? No, that was that was everything that was on my mind from the race. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good opening race. Again, besides Red Bull pulling away from from the word go, like I, the action, there was some decent overtakes. Alonso definitely made it very interesting. I really am interested to see what cars are competitive in Jetta in a week, week and a half. We got to wait five years during this off season. Mm -hmm. As it feels, uh, but wait, there's a week and next, yeah, week and a half. Yeah, so they'll be at Jetta, but we'll definitely go over. We'll we'll have a show before Jetta and go over our predictions for that race. But yeah, uh, 
if you don't have anything else to add, I guess that's that's the uh, end of it. One one thing we for, I think we forgot to do a, a constructor prediction on our mm. uh, initial podcast. I'm I'm pretty sure we're both gonna know who we're choosing, but who's your constructor prediction for this year? Oh oh oh! I mean, it's definitely the Williams man. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought you were gonna go I'm McLaren kidding. with me. No, no. Um, yeah, it's definitely Red Bull. Like, 100%. like I said, unless, unless like Toto definitely gets a hair up his ass and wants to really screw with them. I mean, they're, they're the class of the field. I agree, 100%. But uh, yeah, um, I don't have anything. To, I really don't have anything else to bring up until I'm just pumped and ready for Jetta. Like, I can't wait to talk about uh, – and get some predictions going for this next race. Yeah, me too. It's uh, yeah, good time to end the show. Oh yeah. Um, do you want to tell everybody about our socials and where to catch our show? Oh yeah, yeah. So everyone can go to the Paddock Talk or just Paddock Talk on YouTube, Spotify, RSS.com, and we're in the process of getting it up on iTunes and Apple or um, what is it? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I, yeah. iTunes, Apple Pod. That's when we know you've, you've made it big, when you make it on Apple Podcast. Yeah, yeah, anywhere that plays podcasts, it might be there. So, uh, yeah, that's it. And you and... can also, uh, we're, we just got some, uh, we have our Instagram page up uh, at the moment, where we'll get more content going. Uh, Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, we got Twitter. Fuck, we might get Twitch. Like, we want kind of want to stream F1. Like the games when they come out, or what's the next one? Twenty twenty four is twenty twenty three out already. Twenty twenty three is the new one that they'll come out. Okay, uh, yeah, because I think eventually it'd be cool to start streaming that stuff for you guys too. Oh yeah, it, it, it help us out, like our like our videos on uh on YouTube. The more views, the more we can get to do uh more shows in a week. The more we can be more. We can get very uh we can uh start communicating and try to maybe get some uh like online leagues going. You know, mm-hmm. try to be with our fans, you know, like hey, you help us out, you you're here for us, man. We're 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 gonna have some fun. Yeah. I, I'm really excited. I am me too, uh, man. Yeah. We we talked about it. We wanna grow this thing. We want it to be fun for everyone. Oh yeah. We're 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 definitely gonna make this, but like I said, the more views, the more listens, the more downloads, it just helps us out uh tremendously. So do whatever you can and we will return the favor and be the best F one podcast out there, period. Um, but anyway, I thank everybody for listening. Uh for listening to Paddock Talk. I've been Scott. I've been Kyle. And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful time, and we'll talk to you before Jetta. Thank you.